This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted pride of West London podcast coming to you from New Griffin Park here and it is uh, Redford One Villa One some people talked about it as, as, as described it as a points donation giving two points to the Villa that they should not have had do you agree with that? I, I do a bit yeah I mean they were very good for the last 10 minutes and had us on the ropes but you know I think uh, a 1-0 up and we were playing some really good football um, the game itself was great you know it was uh, for the neutral another classic I think um, really good fun really enjoyed it but when you're 1-0 up and playing really well and still making chances you kind of want to see the game out but uh, there was like a, a two minutes where they were just like pinging it around our box and you just knew it was going to go in and uh, yeah just really unfortunate there but yeah I mean 1-1 probably fair because you know they made some good chances as well but yeah good, good game enjoyed it Lot, dropped two points I feel Two points dropped, but overall disappointing, or do you think fair result? No, I thought we should have won that really brilliantly. I mean, they, they, they're a decent team and they came at us at the end when they were getting a bit more desperate. But I thought for most of that game, we controlled that and we had some pretty decent clear-cut chances. Onyeka should have buried that. Shardy's, you know, missed an open goal. Probably you know, saw his name up in lights. But there's a lot of good stuff out there today. They're a team on form and with some decent players. And we, we, we shackled Watkins. Spillett did a great job on Watkins. I thought we were good going forward, loads of promising signs. Uh, just disappointed, really. <laughs> like a five-minute spell where we just couldn't clear it and uh, need to learn those lessons. Maybe need a few more breaks, but it's, it's not the worst point of the world, Billy, but uh, probably two drops. Looking at the positive side, we've lost three games in a row. We didn't lose this game. So do you think that's a positive worth uh, talking about? Yeah, it is. I mean, get, get back to at least drawing ways, you know, and stop losing run. As I think the Dutchman has said it all, you know, we probably should have buried that game, actually. We had at least two clear-cut chances. They really had one and scored with it, and that was all they needed. Um, disappointing result. We move on. You know, let's remember the good times. Let's remember what we did against Chelsea last year. So looking forward to Stamford Bridge on uh, Wednesday night. Looking forward to Stamford Bridge. Listen, result here today didn't quite go exactly according to plan. And to be quite honest with you, um, we could have been home and dry at some stage, but it's another case of putting, not putting your chances away, isn't it? It's, it's a coulda, shoulda, woulda today, isn't it? Um, I mean, we did play really well against a very good side, I thought. Um, but yeah, yeah, taking our chances, that's, that's, that's premium, isn't it? And we, we didn't really do it today. It's good to see Ivan get one, because I thought he, he was lacking a bit of confidence. But... Uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a, it's a bit of a gutter, really. Got Villa fans in the house, apparently. And uh, listen, you must be pleased with the point for this game. I thought we got away with it today. Thought Brentford were the better team. Although we had we hit the post in the first half. I thought first half uh, Mbwemo stopped Moreno getting forward, which is our outlet. And then the second half, it actually changed with uh, Martinez coming off. I thought we were shaky at the back, but got away with the point. So onwards and upwards. 
was an upwards and again, you know, coming down there, Villa fans, I mean, obviously making quite a lot of noise and uh, and also, I mean, your season's gone from being good to average to being quite good now, isn't it? Back end, I mean, you're talking about European tours and everything. It's just a good time to be a Villa fan after many years, so still got a chance. I think Liverpool won today, but we're hopeful that we can uh, have a good end to the season and uh, Emery has done a wonder wonderful job so far, so. UBs? UBs. <laughs> Here you go, every time. <laughs> so, what a result? Is that is that a fair thing? Is that a fair thing to say? <laughs> yeah, hilarious. So funny. <laughs> no, so we played so well. I haven't played, played us like, I haven't seen us play that well in a long time. Not long time, but that almost was the old Tony. Um, he was really, really offensive. We were pressing quite a lot. The, our counter attack was really, really fast. Um, yeah, we just didn't finish the chances that we had. We created so many chances today, which is very impressive against a side that's coming off of what four or five wins. To create that many chances, they look completely rattled, Villa. So I think I was very, very impressed with our offensive play today. I mean, Ivan Tony, the goal that he scored—that was—that was the next level, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he scored the hardest chance that we'd had that half since then. We had all the easy chances, and it was a great, absolutely great finish. I just coming across your body like that to send all that energy back in that same direction. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant finish. Me putting a positive slant on this. Listen, three games lost. We've actually kind of curtailed that three games lost. And we're going into the Chelsea game, and Chelsea are. Anyway, my, I've got a Chelsea friend that he says that he doesn't reckon they're going to win another game this season. I think he's being typically Chelsea because you know they're not beating the top teams. But at the end of the day, we got a chance. Yeah, no, 100%. Especially after what happened last season, that will be in the back of their minds. A bit of PTSD. We we definitely have a fair chance of Chelsea on Wednesday. 100%. Midweek game. We like going there. We like playing there, as I said. So uh, no, yeah, I'm hoping for it. UBs. UBs. Beast fans in the house. A bit of disappointment there because, you know, very good football that they played. Lots of chances that we created. Didn't quite put them away. And Aston Villa came up in the back end and went, bomb, back of the net. And there we go, two points dropped. You disappointed? You think, tell you something, we stopped the rock? I think we played well today, but I am disappointed. I thought that defending in the last 10 minutes was shocking. It's Keystone Cops, under 11s defending. They just couldn't clear it. It was, it was really bad. It was really bad. We were the much better side today. Sometimes you get them situations and we get away with it. Maybe just that's that one time when luck didn't go away. Don't no, you it think? was like that for the last 10 minutes. It was like they were either really, really tired um, or they just couldn't play together. Too many substitutions, maybe. I mean, we obviously had a couple of enforced substitutions. I think Norgard came off. Yeah. Probably for the yellow card that he had as well. Possibly. You know, we had Yenelt that came off, who, you know, Yenelt is a particular type of player, but, you know, maybe 70, 75 minutes. So after that, we kind of were just trying to kind of probably hold it together a bit. Wouldn't yeah, we? yeah, maybe. But like I say, it was just that last 10 minutes, that last 10, 15 minutes where we just fell apart. Um, the substitutions were made before Norgard came off half, half time. It was half time he came off. Um, I don't know. It, it, I just. I, I'm disappointed. We should have won that. We should have been five, six goals ahead before they even fell apart. So it's a it's a difficult one to take in because we've got a good record against Villa. I'm just glad they didn't do the double over us. UBs. UBs, big time. Your turn. So just coming back from the ground, you know, we're just underneath a flyover here. If you know the the, the airs, the, the the fumes that you breathe in, like you know what I'm saying? It's not the greenest of all places, but Talk about not the greenest of all places. It wasn't the best result for the Bees. Played some great football, but just didn't get the result. Are you frustrated or are you just thinking, listen, that's just part of the season? 
No, I, I'm not frustrated at all. We played well today. We, we missed so many chances, really. Sade, open goal. Uh, Tony, overhead kick. I was up. I was celebrating already that when was, he was winding that, that up. Um, but no, we, we played really well. After the game against Wolves last week, where we were downright awful, um, I think today was a, a welcome improvement. And bring on Chelsea, I say. Bring on Chelsea. Another repeat of last year would be amazing. I see the smile on those face as well. I mean, today's game, I mean, Brentford, listen, if you think about where we've come from last season, we were 12 months on from last season. And this, round about this time, we would just come out of that period where we beat um, Norwich, we beat Burnley. But before that, we were like on a proper dark run. And there's a lot of people that are thinking that we might actually be relegated. But you look at the difference between then and now, does that make you smile? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, I mean, again, just how the bees have been playing today. I mean, today, today's game today, how disappointed are you? Or are you okay? No, I'm all right with it, actually. Because a draw and they've been playing well as well. So, yeah. Villa were flying. I yeah. mean, again, Aston Villa, when Ollie Watkins came down here, what were your thoughts before the game? Do you think Ollie he's going to do us? Well, I some may say yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. Well, ex Brentford player always seems to score. It's I like, mean, like a voodoo. I mean, Ollie scored against us yeah, up at Villa. Yeah. But to be to be fair, you've got to say that we we did a job on him today, didn't we? Yeah. He <laughs> didn't score, so that's that's a good thing. And 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 Brentford now, I'm going to ask you because I mean I've got your dad here and I've seen that he's got his hand in his pocket with his wallet, obviously, which he's keeping close to his pocket. European tour? Are you asking your old man to take you on a European tour to bees next week? Oh, maybe, maybe, yep. Yeah. <laughs> do you think you think we're, you think we're going to do a European tour though? I hope so. Yep. <laughs> dad, it's up to you. European yeah, tour. Well. I tell you something, Freya as well. She plays for the Brentford uh, ETC as well. Scores loads of goals. And I tell you something. Every time she plays, I try and take a video because when she scores a goal, she does the Arusu. And people out there, I know you've got a lot of American listeners out there. You might have to just go onto an old school Brentford website to go and see this goal. And Arusu scored. He used to do the raise the roof as well. But uh, Freya, every time she scores, she does the Arusu in up in the air thing. And I'm going to get it next time we play another game. I'm going to make sure that I've got the camera rolling for the whole time yeah. and I'll get that for you because she's back to the old school and this is the new school as it is UBs UBs come on the bees so listen here we are outside the globe and this is, this is like the international meeting spot for characters you know what I'm saying uh, I managed to get here just before the game because I had a double header in Stevenage with the Panthers the Bounlet Panthers as well they did alright today you know what I'm saying but now that's all over it's football time, it's Brentford time today. We didn't quite get the result we wanted to, but I think what the result that's happened is that we've got all sorts of international bees here today meeting up at the Globe. Give us your name. My name's Matthew Rapp. Where are you from? I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Rap Man from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And who have you come over to see? I can see it on your, your chest there. I've come over to see Brentford. Brentford the Bees. Brentford Bees. And listen, what, what makes... Because a lot of people have been like, yeah, this is a proper setup. This ain't no setup, man. Why are you here watching the mighty, mighty Bees? <laughs> I'm here because I fell in love with Brentford. What am I supposed to do? You watch that team, the togetherness, the wholesomeness, the way the team has a plan that is bigger than any one player. How can you not love it? And the rap man, again, he listens to the podcast. Appreciate you listening to the podcast. Today's game today. Um, I'm disappointed that we didn't get the result, but I don't feel that gutted because at the end of the day, I know how good we can be. But you've come a long way to this game. You must feel a little bit disappointed. Uh, you know, if you would ask me if I would take a point before the match, I would say yes. Based on how they played, it's frustrating because I think they deserve three. I'm fortunate because I'll be here again for Forest, so hopefully I can still get the opportunity to sing Free From Desire. But uh, 
you know, I'll just stay patient and I'll take the point for today. Taking the point. Okay, listen, over in the corner here as well, we got the, well, I, I call you the Washington Bee, but you're okay. the, you call yourself the Baltimore. I think you Baltimore or Washington. Halfway between. Elegant City. Listen, there's no halfway between. You're either one They're or the other. The Baltimore Bee. Baltimore the Baltimore Bee. Okay, the Baltimore Bee, the Baltimore Orioles. But forget that nonsense, mate, Amen. because you're talking about proper, proper sports here now. None of that swinging the bat around business from a ball going over the top of the thing and people trying to catch them and all that. This is 90 minutes of hardcore football. Amen. We saw 90 minutes of hardcore football today, but we did not get points did we not at all we deserved it we deserved it coming into the game i would have taken the draw halfway through it uh, a point feels cheated i mean listen i know that you must be uh, obviously like i said come from a long way again to this game over here we're talking about like all the other characters and then we've had you know we've got dutch bees the dutch bees are here today we've got season tickets we've got italian bees we've got scandinavian bees we've got norwegian bees we've got we've got danish bees we've got all sorts of characters but this this american influx is, is fairly new and it, and it kind of like it's, it's kind of blowing our minds a little bit what, what, what what's going on because no one's no i mean my family live in america yeah, no yeah. one knows brentford in america yeah. Well, let's be honest. The Arsenal game changed everything, right? I mean, the people that were hungry for football saw that game. They fell in love with Brentford. If they didn't know them before, they learned them after that. And you can't admit anything you learn about Brentford, right? Quality community, family orientation, the whole money ball angle, at least looking at the proper trading of players. It's unique. It's unique. It's, it's not a uh, trendy, chic Chelsea or Liverpool or Man U for an American fan. I wouldn't fan. call them trendy and sheep. Anyway. <laughs> well, shit, I said. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, listen, you're over here for a few games. I mean, you're here for this uh, this Villa game. You're here for the Chelsea game. Yeah. And you're here for the Forest game. So, you're, you're, you're on a proper mission. Ten, Yeah, 10 days, five games. Going to see some other uh, teams while I'm here as well, but hopefully three times to see the Bees play. Three well. times a later, yeah? Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's right. The Baltimore Bee in the house. And also, I'm just going to have to talk about the U.S. tour because the, yep. the Bees are coming up to your neck of the woods as well i mean you probably know about a lot about the stadia and the vibe just give everyone who's thinking of going um you know the positives and negatives of, yeah. of where they may be going well i mean from my perspective coming to the states all of them are going to be great games the reality is philly's a great city to drink in to have fun in to watch the match atlanta's got a huge b supporter group so i think atlanta will be a good match we're going to talk to her in a minute katie's here ah, she flew over as well yeah, i mean there's so many americans have flown over yeah go. <laughs> uh, you know, the, 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 the skunker might be the uh, FedEx field in Landover, Maryland. It's a little bit of an old stadium. Uh, if you're going to go there, bring your beer with you because there's nowhere to drink outside the stadium. Okay, there you go. The, the Baltimore Bee has given us the exact lowdown on... Tell you something, it's almost like, tell you something, it's like Thomas Frank. He knows exactly what you need, but you know exactly what you need. There's you go, Steve the Baltimore Bee. Um, I'm going to have a look at... Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We've got the, we've got the Danish Bee. The Danish Bee in the house. The Danish Bee in the house. What, how was that game for you? It was a lot better than the away game. Oh, yes. We got smashed. <laughs> You could you could call it smashed. You could call it smashed. But talk about look, but just talk about that game. I mean, at the end of the day, were you disappointed we didn't get the three points? No, no, not really. It was a pretty pretty poor first half. Um, I walked down at, at half time thinking I'll take nil nil. That'd be that'd be good enough. Uh, we were a lot better at the beginning of the second half. Their keeper looking a bit shaky. Um, but shaky Stevens, yeah. Shaky Stevens, exactly. Uh, no, overall, one all. I'll take it. I'm happy. And actually, I'll take a draw for every game for the for the rest of the season. Well, so you're not, you're not interested in, 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 in a European tour, no? Nah. Because you live in Europe. But you don't anymore. I don't anymore. But you used to. So what, the novelty's worn off. What is this EU of which you speak? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's a, it's a very, very 
Good question. It's all about the US apparently. Yeah. It's all the USA That's beef. right. That's right. That's right. It's all. It's all. Everything's switched. I think even the players' minds are switched. That's why, isn't it? Maybe an American American football player could play for Brentford. Imagine that. Oh, steady on, steady on. All right, so I've got my scouting boots on. Don't you worry about it. All right, quick shout out though to the NYCBs. Oh, oh, Charlie, Lev, Dan, Willow, Lucas. Excellent hosts for me last weekend. Oh, did you do the NYCBs? Oh, you went to that bar. You went to the bar in the Red Lion. The Red Lion. You were there. Red Lion. I didn't Blue even know. Street. You didn't send no photographs. We had no idea. They are there. They are there. Every yeah, secret, 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 undercover, undercover, undercover. Not feeling this. I'm not feeling. He goes off to America and doesn't do a WhatsApp location. That is not. That is not on, mate. I'm saying. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Listen. Yeah, we should listen. I want to see that last one. Was that offside? I don't know. The referees are cheat. They're all cheats, weren't they? Everyone's cheat. Yeah. Newcastle. He's agging them, wasn't he? That's right. That's right. Anyway, characters are you know they're interjecting there. You know, just to. But anyway, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, New York. So you're in the New York bees as well. Got a shout out Adam as well, who's uh, he's sort of kind of like a sort of I think he's a Connecticut bee or a sort of somewhere up that way somewhere as well. There's all sorts of characters out there. There's all sorts of characters yeah. out there. Yeah. You bees. Yeah. Come on, you bees. Listen. Talk about international. I know. Listen. You've keep, I'm, keep on making it up. But it's almost like they've, well, they've all chosen this game to go. We've got all sorts of international bees come down there. We've got the Madraka bee. He's come over from Stockholm. He's been in Stockholm for all sorts of years, you know, but still we love for the bees is there. Um, a friend of the podcast. Again, we linked up for him through the podcast, and now he's come to the Globe, having a few beers, bumped into us and said, hello, Bill, how you doing? Love Brentford. Haven't been for a while, but I was loving it. How are you loving the new stadium, the Madraka bee? I love this new stadium. But, but most of all, I want to say how important this podcast has been to me as someone who from a you know, who is a, at a distance you don't get that stuff that you have in the pub you know the conversations you have in the pub and i rely on you i rely on you and laney to give me that it's talking nonsense basically absolutely wonderful yeah talking nonsense more nonsense the better but the, it's not you know it's it's just feeling like close and getting into the game and um, being a part of it, not just a distance. And really, it brought me back into, in, into Brentford. You brought me back in. You too. This is all good. So, I mean, you've come over from Stockholm yeah. to the game here today. Yeah. When was the last game you went to? Uh, it's before lockdown. Okay, I mean, lockdown yeah. was, that, that, that was... That was the boundary, wasn't it? That yeah. was a boundary for a lot of people. So, before lockdown... And how different was this experience to your pre... Because obviously before lockdown, it was Griffin Park. Yeah. So how different was this experience to that? I have to say, I love it. I love the new ground. I, I, I mean, it's, maybe it's sacrilegious. Griffin Park was a bit of a shithole. <laughs> say what you want. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a lovely shithole, but a shithole. And this is just great. And I love the, the atmosphere, and I love being able to go and get a drink, and I love being able to go to... Go to the um, the loo in without having a you know. What's that? <laughs> it's just it's just uh, I think a much more pleasant experience. The game itself. I mean, were you disappointed because you've flown over here? I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, it, points don't matter anymore but right now, and the quality of the game. I think we deserve to win. I thought that we played well. I thought. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. 
That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I thought that they played well too, actually. I thought it was a really good game. What players impressed you today? Well, I'm a Shardy uh, fan. I'm a real, I think he's going to be mega. I think he's really going to be great. Were you worried? Because, uh, again, we didn't mention this yet, but Sharda had an injury and he actually ended up hobbling. Well, he had to... Um, the, the, the Villa fans, the Villa players, cheats, actually, even though he was injured on the floor, they didn't play the ball out. They continued playing the game, obviously trying to get the, the goal back in. And it's like, hold on a second, he's injured. So it's only when the ball came back to Sharda, he had to actually kick it out himself to try and get the assistance that he needed. Bit of cheating going on there, but um, are you a bit concerned? Do you think, or do you think it was all right? I'm worried about him. I'm worried about Norgard too. I don't know what's happened to Norgard. Um, but do you know? Do you, I don't know. Do you think it might have been a yellow card because he was on a yellow as well? I wouldn't have thought normally. Norm- he often gets yellow cards. I wouldn't have thought that. So. <laughs> That's okay, it. so there's a fear and a worry, especially going into the Chelsea game. So, I mean, I know you're here for the weekend. You're not here for the Chelsea game, are you? No. Oh, loyal. <laughs> <laughs> Which is all good. But listen, I mean, other than that, final summing up on today's experience and your Total Bees experience. Come. Loved it. I mean, that's the... the it's, it's great to be back. It's great to, great to watch it live again because it is different. You know, you, watch it, you do watch it on TV. It's fun. It's okay. You know, you can have your mates around. You, get a, you have a party. But it's not the same as, the, the, and it's not the same as coming down to the globe and, and, and drinking with mates and having a chat after, after the game. Even if the pod gives me a hell of a lot of that, st- that stuff. Ubies. Ubies. Yes, yes, yes. So here we are still in the globe. As you can tell, it's one of them games where, listen, we, we, listen, we, might, have, we might not have won, but that don't matter. Because as you know with Brentford, it's win or lose. We are on the, what do you call it? We're on the? On the up. On the booze. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's been out the country for far too long. He can't remember what the phrases are anymore. This is original, old school. Steve Berriman, I remember he called you the lion. He called him the lion. He came out of the Brentford Academy, as it was at the time, or the Brentford Apprenticeship, I think it was, with Marcus Gale and, um, and I think it was Kelly Haig as well. I think you came out of it. Uh, Jason Cousins, that's right, which is all good. Mr. Paul Buckle in the house. The Buckle, how are you doing? I'm very well, mate. Thank you, yeah. Uh... And you, listen, the Buckle, listen, first of all, I'm going to say to you, you live now. you don't live in the UK anymore, do you? No, we live, we reside in California. Ten years now we've been in America. But um, always enjoy coming back, watching the game and meeting up with a old youth team is very special. And, and listen, I mean, I'll just say to you is that kind of, you know, what are you doing stateside? Because we remember you back in the day, the Steve Perriman days, you know what I'm saying? When you came through 
you know, there weren't that many, there's a few players that came through out of that, you know, that, that, that youth team. You know what I'm saying? And you were one of the players that came through in and around the, 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 the time that we actually got promoted out of the, out of, out, out of the, the third tier to the, to the second tier. To the championship, yeah, that's a special moment. But a lot went before that. There was actually, I think, about eight of us made it into the first team out of that youth team. Um, the likes of Kelly, who's here today, Kelly Ake, uh, fantastic goal scorer in the youth team, Jason Cousins, Driscoll, Gale, they all went on to have, have careers in the game. Um, I'm probably forgetting a few now, Ashley Bays, uh, Matty Howard, yeah, um, Robbie Peters. It was a really, really successful youth team and Brentford's first ever youth team. So it was special in so many ways and then to actually you know, win a championship with Brentford, uh, uh, rounded it off, yeah, fantastic. And I'm, listen, I'm, gonna, I'm going on a reminisce and you can see that obviously I remember my facts and my figures because like, I'm old school, like you are old school with Brentford. I'm going to ask you, you've talked about lots of people, but you never talked about the Kotso Mojave. Oh yeah, oh, we, we, love, we, love, we love Kotso, right? So if he's listening to this, Kotso, get yourself down to the Globe or even next week because the boys are here. Um, yeah, he scored a great goal against Man United. Um, to get us into the semi-final of the FA Youth Cup, I think it was, and uh, broke his arm at the same time, right? No, no, you want to tell the story as to what, because it's yeah. like, it sounds like he just broke his arm, but this oh, is like, this is, this is next level. Well, we won't forgive him because we all wanted to go and play at Old Trafford. So 1-1, we're thinking, what a result this is. We get to go and play Man United at Old Trafford and then Cotso goes and scores a worldie, wins a game. We all jump on him. Breaks his arm as we drag. Listen, you say, listen, not jumped on him. The geezer scores a goal. <laughs> he's on the floor. There's a pile yeah, of about yeah, 15 yeah, players yeah, on top of yeah, him. Yeah, I've like, got it. Literally on top of this right, guy. Yeah. And then when you come out, you come out and the guy's broken his arm, isn't he? He's broke his arm. He's broke his arm. And I, I suppose because of the mentality, we're like, oh, come on, get up now. There's nothing wrong with you. And I think it's Robbie Peters goes over and yanks his arm. Oh. He dis he's dislocated his shoulder. Oh. And Peters, right. Drags it out, Robbie. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a special moment that with the youth team. But we wanted uh, all these boys to tell you, we wanted to play at Old Trafford. So uh, yeah, Cotso, thanks for that. Just coming back to Brentford today. I mean, we didn't get the result that we wanted, but just give us your thoughts on the game. Well, we were just discussing it there, me and Kelly, and uh, you know, Brentford had a great spell in the game, especially first half, dominating on top. Start of the second half, it was all Brentford. You couldn't see us losing the game, but. Being the Premier League in the end, you know, if you don't get that second goal, a team, any team in the Premier League is capable of scoring, and that's what happened. So in the end, it's a, it's a one-one draw. But I'm sure, I'm sure Thomas will be the more disappointed manager. What players? I mean, what players stood out for you today in the game? I think oh, from both sides. Well, I really like uh, Rico Henry. I think he's modern-day fullback, fantastic getting forward. Jensen, I love. I mean. I think he's just got the capabilities, short, long-range passing, and always Ivan. I mean, Ivan, having Ivan Tony in your team, always a chance of scoring with, with Ivan in the team. And, and I'm just going to say one last thing as well, um, and I don't want to embarrass you, but I'm, we have to put our facts over because what we have done is that we picked up, as we know, a lot of American followers who just picked up on Brentford after they beat Arsenal in that one game, and they all said, listen, we don't want to support the big teams. We want to support the little teams who can go out there and do the giant slaying, which we love you. So we appreciate you all listening, and we're going to hopefully see you when we come out to America in a couple of months' time. But I'm just saying, your other half, your your wife, is actually big in the game in America. You might want to explain to the characters who she is. Rebecca Lowe, yeah, she doesn't need any introduction at all in the uh, in American football or soccer, should I say, in America. So yeah, she's the face of the Premier League. Been doing it ten years now. Done a great job, and. Um, 
Yeah, my, all the American fans will know I'm talking about, and I think I'm, I'm more famous for being her husband than possibly a footballer. So. <laughs> there you go, listen to Buckle, which is all good. Listen, I'm going to go around to a few of your, your old other ex-teammates here as well. We've got the Kelly, the Kelly Hague, the Kelly Hague, he's desperate, to, he's desperate to go, listen, listen, oh, no, no, listen, just quickly, Kelly Hague, number one, original, I remember you used to score about 4,725 goals when you were in the youth team at Brentford now, do you still score as many? Oh no, no, because I don't play, no, not at all, but no, I loved, I loved my time at Brentford, we were talking about it earlier on, this is where our journeys, not only in football, our journeys, our journeys in life began, we had a great time here, we had a great team, a great camaraderie, and like Paul just said, about eight of us went on to have careers in football. And Steve Perriman was the man who oh. really championed you, didn't he? Yeah, well, Steve Perriman was a young manager himself at the time. I think he was player manager at the age of 34, 35. Um, and I still, keep, I personally still keep in contact with him today. I speak to him probably, I don't know, once, once a month. He sends me his podcast and I listen to them when I'm out on my walk and stuff. Um, look at these boys videoing. Um, but yeah, no, Steve, Steve was great and, and so was Phil Older. They... they they, they taught us a lot. Definitely. And that's Noddy Holder, Phil Holder, who was the manager of Brentford at the time. And just quickly, the game here today, Brentford didn't quite get the result, but just give us your thoughts, because obviously it's very different from your well, day. Well, yeah, no, I, absolutely brilliant. I love the ground. Um, Brentford at the moment, obviously, have been on a little bit, of a, ba little bit of a bad run. So I think before the game, they would have taken a draw. Um, I think, me personally, I think probably a draw was a fair result in the end. I think the last 10 minutes of the game, Villa dominated the game, probably could have nicked a winner. But before that... Brentford missed an open goal. Brentford, Brentford could have scored. So, but I think at the end of the day, Brentford would have taken a point before the game because of the run they've been on and the run that Villa have been on. So, yeah, fair. And, and just in general, Brentford, where do you think over the next couple of years? Where do you, I mean, obviously, because I'm saying, coming back to like where you came from where you, and seeing them in them day to where they are now. Oh, it's com completely different. The whole, it's the third time I've been here. The whole development around the whole place, just unbelievable. Um, even though I loved Griffin Park, <clears throat> Uh, the new ground is, is second time. I really like it. It's a really good community feel. Uh, uh, yeah, it is his phone. It's a real, really good community ground. Um, community, you know, the whole vibe around the places for the fans. Um, the the, the sing-song they do before the game, Hey June, is, I think is brilliant. I've not seen that at any other ground. Um, no, really, really good. And I just think Brentford need to consolidate, stay in the Premier League, and hopefully, well, they, obviously they're going to stay in there this year, um, just try and stay in the Premier League for the next what, 10, 20 years, whatever, yeah. Stay up there. UBs. <laughs> UBs. So, so, yes, we have. I know, listen, we've had the buckle. We've had all of the XBs in the house, but now we're coming back to the American Bees, back in the place. We've got Katie, who Jay, from everyone knows about Katie Jay from Atlanta, the Atlanta Bee, and she's got something going on in Atlanta, and she's really potty for the Bees coming to Atlanta in a couple of months' time. Katie. Second trip down to Griff New Griffin Park. How was it for you? Oh, it was really good. Always feel welcomed. Definitely come down to the Globe every time before and after. <laughs> Which is all good. And like I said to you, we could talk about the game, but maybe the game is a little bit disappointing because you didn't get to sing Free From Desire afterwards. Is that what you were really looking forward to? Yeah, because then, you know, you get the Wisa dance. That's like, right. we're all here for Wisa at the that's, end of the day. Right. Maybe we might have to do that on Chelsea's home patch instead, actually, which could be a little bit interesting on Wednesday. But just come to it. Obviously, we've got the, forget the European tour, we've got the USA tour going on. And one of it's coming to your hometown. And I know that you are not only a massive Brentford fan, but you're also Atlanta United fan. And you're a part of their behind the goal, making noise, ultras posse as well, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. So... 
Everybody gives the drums and everything crap over here, and that's fine. But it's more South American. We're adopting the South American culture and our soccer, football, right? And so that's where the drums, the flags, the smoke, and everything are coming from, is that South American culture. And it's crazy when we have 50,000, we're averaging over 50,000 fans every game. I think we set the MLS, Major League Soccer record, over 70,000 fans at, at one of our games. I think, I think Charlotte might have beaten you on that one, but I won't talk about that anyway. Well, I already knew that, but I didn't want to mention hey, it. Hey, <laughs> So you can't beat me for MLS facts, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, we should move on. But like I said to you, but what you're saying to you is that Atlanta has got a vibe and there's going to be an atmosphere. Now, do you think when the mighty, mighty bees come to Atlanta, all your Atlanta possibly will come down to make the same noise? Possibly. I mean, we'll see. I think they're honestly going to be there. Who else is playing as Chelsea and Newcastle? Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. Yeah, so I honestly think that everybody got their tickets for that because it's a doubleheader. You get one ticket, you're going to see both matches. Uh, but I did see the layout, the Brentford section. We have a whole section. A supporter section is going to be on the lower bowl because, again, it's 70,000. Um, so we're going to be behind one of the goals on like the Falcon side, and you'll see what that is. Is that good? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's, it, it is behind a goal, kind of like the West Sand, right? Um, but it'll be, it'll, be, it'll be a lot of fun. There'll be a lot of energy. Tickets are more expensive probably than y'all are used to, but the Americans are going to pay it. You're going to see a lot of American fans there. Okay, and just come, and again, talking about this whole game, this whole vibe, I mean, Listen, Bees fans, are some of them are considering whether or not they should go on this. Because obviously it's a lot of money to fly over, to go to Atlanta, to go to Philadelphia, to go to Washington, to go to games. Maybe you want to pick one. Why should they come to Atlanta? Atlanta is, I mean, it's the heart of the South. It is the new Hollywood. It is the heart of diversity, really, in the U.S. If you want to know anything about black culture, black history, you got to come to Atlanta. I mean, we showcase... Everything from Martin Luther King Jr., we got John Lewis, Andrew Young. You want to come and understand what diversity is in America, what it means to really have just like joint culture, right? So everybody, black, white, Asian, yeah. American, South American, yeah. everybody like that, living together in a vibes. They always say Atlanta's too busy to hate. That's what they say. So. Uh, it's it's really it's different than what you would get in the other cities. Other cities are great, that's fine, but it's a it's a different vibe in Atlanta. It's a different vibe, and football-wise, what are they going to get? Why should they come there? And also, I mean, I know that the stadium's in the middle of the city. You know, you've got your you've got your roof, your attracting roof, which is one of the things about this stadium. I've always wanted to go there. Which again, when they close the roof, it gives it a vibe, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a, whether it's open or closed, it's it's a it's a great stadium. So they have it where it's retractable. It's like a it, it rotates. I think it can rotate open and close within about eight minutes. Um, it was voted in the National Football League the best fan experience last year. And the Falcons are terrible. I mean, it's, it's, it's the butthole roof. Let's be clear. That's how it opens and closes. It's a, it's a sphincter. <laughs> That's how it opens and closes. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, the food is great. Experience is great. It is the place for a fan to go. It's a sporting event. And final question I'd have to ask you, because a lot of people want to know that, because at the end of the day, Washington is a particular type of place, and where the ground is, there's no one near. No, there's nowhere near the ground in, in Washington. So as, as uh, Steve, the, the Baltimore Bee says, bring your own beers. Philly is a great place to have a drink, even though I've been to the stadium there, and it's on the outskirts of town. So there's nowhere near the stadium, but you have to drink in town. What is Atlanta like for having a beer before and after the game? <laughs> 
Yeah, you're right there in the city. So either you're in a parking lot, right, where you can bring your own beers, have it at the car, find other people that have a car if you're just traveling by train or by air. Um, there's plenty of bars nearby, pubs, get your food, get your drink. There is plenty of options, whether you're bringing it yourself or you're buying it right there nearby. Okay, so listen, I'm, I, you know me, I've got some logistical issues about coming, to, but you've already convinced me and maybe I might have to go on the US tour and I might be upsetting some people if I do that. But anyway, we'll come back to you on that one a little bit later. We'll talk about it on the podcast in a little bit. We've got Lainey in the place, in the house. Lainey. Hello, mate. You all right? Yeah, man. Listen, it's almost like we've spoken about so many other things I've forgotten about the, that, the game. We played, we played Villa today, didn't we? We did play Villa today. What and happened? We got a 1-1 draw with, with the form team of the Premier League and uh, we deserve to win again. And uh, I, I was really disappointed that, unfortunately, we gave a goal away when we were celebrating Mr Push-Up Brentford. So... Brentford didn't push up when they should have been pushing up, when we had been instructed to do. Um, I think it was brilliant that uh, so many Brentford fans started to sing, you know, push up Brentford. And it was just it was just a bit kind of sad that, you know, his memory was, you know, gonna be gonna be coincided with a goal that that was scored against us. But Brentford did enough to win that game today. We created four or five really massive chances in the second half, you know. Um, let's, let's not forget, you know, Wiesner's goal was was given offside. Wiesner's on fire, isn't he? he well, not, yeah, he, he, he came on and he was an impact sub today again. Um, so he was he was marginally offside. Um, Ivan Tony, his overhead kick went marginally wide. That could have been another one. Um, Frank Onyeka should have probably done better. Um, he put a, he put a ball wide, um, and then um, lots of wides at the moment. Ke- isn't Kevin Sharda. Um, he did really well to kind of uh, pickpocket the goalkeeper, the substitute goalkeeper, and instinctively he took, he turned and shot. He had more time, but I can't really blame him for doing what he did. You know, he put it in the side netting, and it was lovely to see. Um, it was easier for him to have scored than actually put the side uh, netting. Wasn't I'm it? not sure. I need to see it again. I mean, we'll, we'll see that again tonight. You know, it, 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 it was. A, we're talking milliseconds. You know. Um, and I, I, it was what I, what I loved in that moment was Ivan Tony came over to him and he kind of like ruffled his hair or he kind of like he, he did a, like a paternal calm down, don't worry about it. And I think Kevin Sharder looked slightly frustrated. He hobbled off in the end. It looked like he might have done his hamstring. I'm hoping it's not that bad. But overall, I think similarly to the Newcastle game, we, we really tried hard to win that game and we, we, we deserve to, I think. And, you know, we, we talked, and there's a lot of social media chat after the Wolves game saying, oh, Brentford have given up on the season, um, we're on the beach, we don't, we don't give a monkeys about, you know, the, 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 the final seven fixtures. So they proved that we do. Um, Brentford really, really pushed a very, very strong Villa side all the way. We deserve the points. We deserve the points. This is the Besotted Pride of Less London podcast. Just subscribe to us on all good podcast channels. Don't forget to um, write a review on iTunes and all these other places as well. Don't forget to buy us a beer, besotted.com forward slash beer. You can buy us a lovely beer. We're having a beer here today in the Globe as well, which is good beer, which is all good. Also, like I said to you, Besotted, uh, social media channel, besotted.com forward slash 
global as well. But listen, we have got one point against the Villa. As far as I'm concerned, I'm actually happy about that because for me, it's setting up nicely for the Chelsea who we're playing on the Wednesday. We're looking forward to going there. The last time we went there, we smashed in four goals in the back of the net. We've got our American bees coming down to join us down at Chelsea, which is all good respect to them as well. But as we say to them, I'm very happy. I'm in the pub here. I'm doing all this. Come on, you bees! You bees! We didn't quite get them villains, but it doesn't matter. You bees! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.